Matthew's Gospel, the 24th chapter, verse 37 through 44. Matthew 24, verses 37 through 44. Amen. Reads on this wise. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Amen. The grass wither, the flower fade away. The word of the Lord shall stand forever. With the help of the good Lord and the aid of the Holy Spirit, we want to speak from the thought, ready or not. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this hour. God, we ask that you would speak to us, open up our hearts, open up our eyes, open up our ears, that we might be able to receive what thus says the Lord. And oh God, as we come before you, some with heavy hearts, God, we realize that you can give us the peace that pass all understanding. God, and that you would just love on us as you always do. Prepare us for this day. For all we have is right now. God, and that you would remove whatever is troubling us, whatever is on our mind, whatever is trying to distract us. Give us laser focus on your word. Then, God, we pray even now for this your servant. Hide him behind your rugged cross and people see none of him but all of you. God asks that you allow your word to go forth and that it would fall on good ground, that it would take up root and produce fruit and much more fruit. Let your Shekinah glory shine on all of us that when we leave from this place, 
We leave better than whence we came. We pray for those that are watching and worshiping with us all around the globe. That they would be strengthened by what they hear. Give us that spirit and that love that you had for us. That we might help our brother man that stands in need. God, we be careful to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. We ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. This is our prayer. Jesus' name. Amen. My brothers and sisters, as we look at this particular scripture, realize that Jesus is speaking and he is giving warnings and he is talking to them about what is going to transpire. And as he's talking to them about what is going to transpire, he, 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 he gives some illustrations, gives some illustrations about him returning back to earth. Thank you, Usher. Amen. Sorry about that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <coughs> Obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Good, good people on the door. Amen. Amen. But he gives some illustrations and he talks about uh, what's going to happen as he begins to separate us. And so as we look at this, my brothers and sisters, as I was preparing to to deliver this message as the Lord was dealing with me, there are sometimes, my brothers and sisters, that the Lord will give uh, you a message that you really don't want to preach. And, and I know that it's kind of hard uh, for you to understand what I'm saying because uh, there, there are sometimes that as pastors, as preachers, as as, as missionary, as those that are carrying the word forward, and it should even apply to your life as well, that there are sometimes God tells you to do something that you really don't want to do. And the reason why is because he's talking directly to you. And, and, and the reason why is because it's the title that he gave me. And the title says, Ready or Not. There's a game that we used to play uh, growing up, um, be, be, before, uh, when kids didn't stay in the house all the time, you know, parents used to make you go outside and, and you couldn't come back in until a certain time. But you better be in the house when they told you you had to be in the house. And we used to play hide and seek. And, 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 and you used to say, ready or not, come on, help me in here. Here I come. Amen. And, and, and as I begin to, to look at this, there will be a ready or not moment um, that God is going to return. And so as we look at this, uh, God gives some, 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 uh, some examples in here. So first of all, the first thing I see is the capturing in the consummation. As we look at it, my brothers and sisters, he, he, he begins off in 
telling this story. He, he actually, if I go back one verse, it says in verse 36, it says, But of that day and hour no man knoweth, no, not the angels of heaven, but the Father only. But as the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. So, so he gives this illustration. He gives three illustrations. He gives three illustrations in here. First of all, the first illustration is the flood. The judgment upon evil during the flood illustrates the judgment upon evil when Christ returns to earth. First, the disinterest about judgment. They were eating. They were drinking. They were marrying. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Do y'all see the semblance that's going on? They were eating. They were drinking. They were marrying. They were giving in marriage. Are we doing the same thing? Eating and drinking and marriage are not necessarily evil, but what this text shows is that the people were only concerned about fleshly things and paid no attention to Noah's warning of judgment. Y'all gonna get with me in, in a second. And so second, that was the disinterest, but second was the dumbness about judgment. And, and knew not, it says, and knew not until the flood came. This is spiritual ignorance, my brothers and sisters. When one is chiefly interested in the flesh, he will be woefully ignorant of spiritual truths, which is another issue that is present and prevalent in our day. Uh, because so many people are so concerned about the fleshly things that they are not worried about spiritual things. So we had disinterest, we had dumbness, but then we have damnation. Look what the Bible says. It says they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were given in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and knew not until the flood came. But this is the part right here. And it took them away. That was the damnation of judgment because it says that the flood took those away who were not ready because they were so interested in eating and drinking and having a good time. And as we were saying uh, uh, in our days, today's lane, they were getting turned up. Uh, they, they were partying. They, 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 they were socializing. And wasn't worrying about uh, the spiritual truths of getting their house in order. That when the flood came, they got swept off of their feet. In a physical sense. Amen. And so, so that's the flood. But then, that's the, the next uh, example he gives is the farmers. Watch the text. He says, then two shall be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. The coming of Christ will separate good from evil. Two farmers working together will be separated. One will be taken to judgment. The other, the righteous one, will be left for the glory of the kingdom. The one taken will be uh, suddenly shocked 
with sadness because he, he's being taken away for judgment. And, and, and so you, you're working together, but all of a sudden, somebody's taken away. Y'all going to catch this in a minute. He says, I'm going to separate the right from the wrong. But then not only does he give the former, but then he goes to the female. He said, two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken away and the other left. Like the two farmers, when Christ comes back to earth, there's going to be a separation. See, everybody that you start off with is not necessarily who you're going to finish with. And, and, and so, so God is saying that we have to be ready and be careful because when judgment comes, it's an individual thing. And we all have to give account for ourselves so we can't let anything or anybody stop us from making sure that we're giving glory unto God. Let me get on with this. I don't want to bore you too long. I know you're getting ready to get your uh, holiday shopping and getting, getting your stocking still. Uh, but, but, but the second thing is uh, the exhortation about the capturing. Uh, he says, watch. Verse 42, watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. These examples are warning given to help one to be ready for the coming of Christ. In principle, they also give exhortation for spiritual readiness to meet Christ at any time, be it in the rapture, death, or the revelation. Successful readiness expressed in watching involves at least three important things. Number one, familiarity. You cannot watch unless you know something about what you're watching for. You, you, you're missing me. If you don't know what you're watching for, how you gonna watch? See, see, in the military, uh, uh, those, those binoculars that they give us, night vision goggles, are assigned to watchers who are uh, instructed with uh, information on what we need to be watching for. And, and so to, to watch successfully for the return of Christ means one must know the word of God so they'll know what to be watching for. And so if you don't know what you're watching for, it's going to pass right in front of you and you're going to miss it. And so when, when somebody is saying the signs of the time, if you don't know what they're talking about, you're missing it because you don't know what you're watching for. And God is steadily sending signs. He's steadily showing us stuff. And you don't even know it because you don't know what to watch for because you don't know the word of God. So you can't be a good watchman. Are y'all praying with me? That's familiarity. You got to get familiar with the word of God. But then also there's fervency. To watch means you must be earnest and make it a high priority in your life. When a person was on watch in the military, we used to have to go on guard duty. Let me help you out in here. Right, we had to be on guard duty, and, and, and you couldn't leave your post. Help me out, Brother Lamont. You couldn't leave your post until you were relieved by somebody else. That's, that's one of our commands. That you could not leave until properly relieved. That means somebody had to come and exchange you 
out. And so you would be concentrated on your watch and they would give you a perimeter that you had to watch. And that whole perimeter was your area to make sure that you were fervently watching. But if you are a spiritual person that don't pray, don't read, don't study, don't associate with other believers, how are you going to watch anything? Faithfulness. A successful watch is faithful. It does no good to watch for a while and quit. I know, I know, I know I shouldn't be doing this. That's why I said, I said some stuff God gives you, it's hard for you to preach. Especially on a Sunday morning because people just want to get a quick pick-me-up, you know. It's just like a cup of coffee. They just want to get their coffee, get up, and go and say, oh, that was good, Pastor. You preached real good. You made me shout. I don't know what you said, but I shouted. I felt good, and I'm good for the week. But, but sometimes God said, no, we're going to have a meal today. And, and, and so, so faithfulness, it, 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 it means that you can't, you can't get on your post and, and fall asleep. You got to be faithful or you won't be successful in your watching because you don't know what hour the Lord is going to come. So you got to watch at all times because just when you think that your watch is over, they might show up. It might show up in the beginning. It might show up in the middle. It might show up just when you were getting ready to leave. Are y'all praying with me? Let's go. Uh, that's not all that I see in this text. That's the capturing and the consummation. But I see the caution. There's a caution, my brothers and sisters. And it's really where I want to get to today. Um, in verse number 44, let me skip 30, uh, 43 for a second. Let's go to 44. Uh, Sister Zach will pull up 44 for us. Uh, it says, therefore, be ye also ready. Be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think, not the Son of Man coming. The requirement. Let's talk about the requirement. Mm -hmm. The requirement is to be ready. Yeah. That's required. Means to be prepared. How do you get prepared for the coming of Christ? Well. How, how, do we, how do we get prepared? First of all, you get saved. Amen. That's the first requirement. If I'm going to be prepared for Christ coming back, I got to get saved. Then after I get saved, I got to live a godly life. So when Christ comes back, I'm not found in delinquent circumstances. In other words, what God says is, let me, let me make it uh, easy for people to understand. God says salvation is like the bank account. He says open the bank account. That's salvation. Then he says live a godly lifestyle. That's you depositing something into the bank account so that when he comes to collect, you have something to give him. Are y'all praying with me? You, you, you don't want God to come back and you got insufficient funds. Are y'all with me in this place? Uh, God, God says, he says, you, you got to have a requirement. And the reason why you, there's a requirement, the reason, it says, 
for in such an hour as you think. Not as he thinks, but as you think, not the Son of Man coming. The reason for getting urgent about being prepared is that you don't know. That, that's why you got to be ready at all times when he gets, uh, gets uh, when God's going to come back. And let me tell you why I didn't want to preach this. I'm going to help somebody right now. In school, when I was growing up in school, uh, they used to make us do fire drills. They would always do these fire drills. And I'd be like, oh, man, here we go, another fire drill. Little bells go off, you run outside and everything like that. They line you up and you standing outside. Okay, fire drill is over. We come back in. But it was never on fire. But what they were trying to do was get us ready. Y'all gonna scream in a minute. Every year, fire drill. Twice a year, fire drill. Golly, here we go with these fire drills. Again, we're gonna do a fire drill. And they will always do these fire drills. But why, Pastor, why you didn't want to preach this one today? Because almost every week, I hear a commercial that says, can your family get out of the house within three minutes? Have you practiced an escape out of your house because people die every day in a fire? Oh, y'all ain't praying with me in here. And, 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 and it's bothering me today. And it bothered me yesterday because I still haven't practiced that fire drill. And what it is, is it's like Noah giving the warning. It's like Noah saying, the flood is coming, the flood is coming, the flood is coming. And, and, and you're not heeding the warning. Y'all don't want to pray to me. I'm talking about me right now. And that's why sometimes when God gives me a message, it's really hard for me to preach because sometimes God has given the warning. And let me tell you what I heard on the news last night. Somebody uh, said, I heard the sirens of the tornado coming, but I kept doing what I was doing. And, and I did not heed the warning of the sirens of the tornado. He said, but when I turned around and looked, the tornado was already on me, and all I could do was jump in my hallway, and that's the only thing that saved me. So the question today is, what warning has God been giving you that you are not heeding? Because I guarantee to everybody that's in here that can understand what I'm saying, God has been giving you some warnings that you have not been heeding. He says, there's a reason. You got to be ready at all times. Are y'all praying? Because this warning can apply to your debt. So here's why I wanted to go to 44 first. Because 43 tells us the failure in taking caution. He says in verse 43, pull it up for us. If the good man, somebody say good man. If the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief was coming, if he knew, obviously he wasn't watching well. And of course, if he knew exactly what time the thief was coming, 
he would have watched and he would have been ready. But because we don't know when he's coming, that means we got to keep watching at all times. Had, and I'm not using it because we don't know when something is going to happen. We don't know uh, when God is going to allow an, an incident like what happened. It's tragic. We don't know the path that a, a, a hurricane takes. We don't know a path that a tornado takes. We don't know a path that an avalanche takes. But if, if, if we're watching and we got these alarms and these alerts, it says we can be ready. And so if, if they would have known many more lives can be saved. Are y'all praying with me? It says in the verse, he said, if he knew what hour that the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Are oh, y'all praying with me this morning? I got to quit. He, he, he says, the thief came when he wasn't watching. Likewise, failure to be spiritually prepared will re result in great loss. When we're not spiritually prepared, my brothers and sisters, you lose out on so much. But I know somebody want to go home feeling good. So I'll give you a little something to shout about. Is that all right? But ready or not? Ready or not? Webster defines ready as being prepared and equipped to respond immediately without hesitation or delay. And I believe it is vitally important that we understand that getting ready is not the same as being ready. Yeah, one can be getting ready and still be a long way from being ready. Oh, man. I see some of y'all laughing. Because y'all know some people, it take them a long time to be ready. Are you praying with me? See, getting ready requires time. Anywhere from minutes to hours to days and perhaps even years. See, getting ready to go to town may only take minutes, while getting ready for a wedding may take months. Getting ready for one's vocation may require years of schooling and training, but whatever the situation may be, there comes a time when getting ready is no longer an option. You're either ready or not. There have been those, my brothers and sisters, who have failed to get the job they hoped for because they weren't ready. Help me preach this thing, sisters. So I'm going to bring you up here. There have been those, my brothers and sisters, who missed going someplace with somebody because they weren't ready. Yeah, help me preach. I feel like screaming today. There were those who have suffered much loss simply because they weren't ready to make the needed changes. There were those uh, who failed to pass the examination because they had not prepared properly 
were not ready. And there have been those who lost the contest or competition because they were not ready. And there have been those who were not selected or chosen for some position simply because they were not ready. And as a result, they suffered great disappointment and all of their regrets, apologies, and tears could not make up for not being ready. My brothers and sisters, it comes a time in your life when ready or not, here I come. Now in regards to our text, there are multitudes who are definitely not ready, but whom seems to always being getting ready. Even after many years of attending church, they're still unstable in their spiritual life. They're still at odds with their fellow man. They're still not fully obedient to the Lord. They're still hesitant to fulfill their vows. They're still thoughtful in their prayer life. After many years of attending church, they're still negligent of the word of God. And after many years of attending church, they're still unfaithful in their church attendance. Oh yes, they have good intentions. And they're always going to do better. But they never do. Uh, they make new resolutions. They make new commitments. They make new pledges. They make new vows. But always end up no different than they were before. I know I'm not talking to nobody in here. But if I am, if you're always getting ready, then you're certainly not ready. And you need to be ready. Jesus declared that we need to get ready and stay ready so we will be ready when he returns for his church. Not only does our text say this, but many other scriptures do as well. Can I go down the Holy Writ this morning? My Bible teaches me in Galatians 5 and 1, stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. In other words, what he's saying is that we ought to be ready. In 1 Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 58, he says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, y'all know this one, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I just need to know, is there anybody that's ready? If you don't know that one, maybe you know this one. In Ephesians 4, 14 and 15, it says we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, may we grow up in all things into him who is the head, even Christ. You got to be ready because people will come and say anything. It may sound good, but it's not good. You got to make sure that you know the word so you will be ready. First Thessalonians 5 and 6. It says, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be Sober. I wish I had some help in here today. Luke 12, 40 said, Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And my brothers and sisters, I did not expect to get a call at 4 o'clock in the morning. 
for me. The Bible says all day and all night, huh, God has dispatched angels uh, to keep us from hurt, harm, and danger. And so he had my brother to wake me up uh, just to make sure that everything was all right. And when he woke me up, I got to see what had happened and what had took place. And all I can say was thank you, Lord, uh, because while I was sleeping and slumbering, not knowing where I was, uh, I could have been dead, uh, but the Lord had spared me one more time. Uh, all I could do was say thank you, Lord. Uh, begin to text and check on my son uh, because he was in Louisville just making sure, are you and your friends okay? Uh, because the Lord had, had, had allowed us once again uh, to wake up in your right mind, even in the middle of the night. Uh, and there's some folks, my brothers and sisters, uh, that don't wake up in their right mind. What's the sleep in their right mind, uh, but something happened in the middle of the night uh, that now they can't speak like they used to. They can't even feed themselves anymore because in the moment, in a twinkling of an eye, are y'all praying with me? That's why we gotta be ready, and that's why in Matthew, uh, this one's for you, Sister Sherry. Uh, Sherry, it says in Matthew 25, 10, 13, it says, and when they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in to the wedding, and the door was shut, and the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But he said, surely I say to you, I don't know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. In other words, if you don't have your lamps ready, you won't have enough time to go to the town and buy more oil. So all I'm trying to tell you right now is make sure you have some oil. Make sure you have what you need. Make sure your lamp is full. I'm trying to help somebody up in here that you got to get ready today. Maybe you didn't do the right thing yesterday, but good news is God gave you today. Maybe you didn't do the right thing last week. That's all right. God gave you today. Maybe you didn't live right last month. That's all right. God gave you today. Maybe you're not proud of what you did last year. That's all right. God gave you today. Maybe you're not proud of what you did when you was a teenager. That's all right. God gave you today. Maybe you're not proud of all the decisions that you made in your life. That's all right. God gave you today. And maybe you wasn't ready this morning. That's all right. God gave you right now. So I'm getting ready. And once I'm ready, I'm going to stay ready. Because ready or not, I don't know when, but I know he's on his way back. I may not make it back home. I'm not promised to get back to my dwelling place on this side. But the Bible declares that he has gone to prepare a place for me. That where he is, there I may be also. So I just leave you this on this morning. Be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you don't expect. You may be at work. You may be at home. You may be driving in your car. 
But he's coming. And if you're not ready, he said there'll be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. God bless you. And may God keep you is our prayer. Amen. Amen. And amen. We want to offer an invitation. At this time, we're going to ask that Reverend Persley will come and extend this invitation. <laughs>